from the world-famous comedy bar in beautiful downtown Toronto, it's Anna Scotche from Matchy's Finest All-Weather Panel Show. And here's your host, Dan Donnelly. Hello everyone, thanks and welcome to Anna Scotche, Her Majesty's Finest All-Weather Panel Show. We do a British TV-style panel show here, anybody? Familiar with QI, Mock the Week, those Woo! kinds of shows. Yeah, so we're going to be doing that for you tonight, live on stage. We've got a great show tonight for you, all about geek garbage. Are you excited? Anybody watch the show Freaks and Geeks when it was on the air? I did. I loved it. I had a big crush on Sam Weir, and I was just a couple years too old for it not to be super creepy. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about a really important issue tonight, but it is not this one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, because it's Pride Month, I thought I would talk to you about how super gay geek culture really is. And before you object, Japanese high schooler who is blushing just a little bit too much for me to believe that you're not interested in homo games, let me just make clear that I'm not even going to talk about the Japanese stuff, because for a patriarchal, heteronormative society, all of their stuff is super super gay for some reason. So this is just too easy a target, right? I mean, Evangelion is mainstream 1990s anime, one of the seminal things in the genre, and, and I mean, come on, come on. And what is all over this basketball team, right? This is just too easy a target for us tonight. So we're gonna move on to something else. Um, first of all, you guys are familiar, you may have heard the name 4chan, which is the center of geek culture, famous, or infamous. It started out as an anime message board. And what people don't appreciate is, yes, they create a lot of geek culture. Yes, it's about 50% Nazis and 20% furries. And for some reason, about 15% Nazi furries. But the other 40% is just lonely teenage boys taking shots of their butts and sharing them. Um, unfortunately, we don't have an image of that for you today. And it's not so much that they're all gay. It's just that they're really lonely and alienated by women, and so, you know, engaging in gay sex is sort of the last stop on the line before they rent a van in North York. It's just sort of that situation going on. But what I want to talk to you today about is actually Western comics, which people don't appreciate, you know, in the age before sort of uh, Hulkling and Wiccan and North Star was actually super, super gay. But I don't know if you guys collected comics at any time uh, in the 20th century, but you may recognize this image, the Comics Code Authority, which was a self-censorship organization that was created by the major comic publishers to control content because of a book that came out called Seduction of the Innocent by an author named Frederick Wortham, and he argued that comic books were responsible for the destruction and demoralization of today's youth, kind of like video games in the 1990s. And he had a problem with lots of things, violence, sex, etc. But one of the big things in this book was promoting homosexuality. And one of the targets, of course, you may or may not believe it was Batman and Robin, because what could be untoward about an eccentric millionaire taking in a young boy with limited parental guidance and living with him in his mansion I don't know. <laughs> Clearly nothing unusual was going on there. 
But guys, there is a lot of really sketchy stuff going on before the Comics Code Authority. I mean, maybe this was it. Maybe this was entirely innocent. Forty-some-year-old Bruce Wayne sleeping in the same bed. Like, they couldn't even do this on TV. Lucy and Ricky slept in separate beds, but for some reason, Batman and Robin can share one. Here they are sunbathing together inside in the nude with heat lamps for some reason. Guys, this stuff was really super gay. And besides this, they seem to be really, really into boners for some reason. How many boners can the Joker make? I don't know. We've got to get to the Joker before he can get to us. Let's continue our study of the great boners of all time, starting with Alexander the Great and moving up towards, well, this, I think. And Gotham City will rue the day it mentioned the word boner. So to conclude, guys, all of this stuff is really super gay, and it is foundational to geek culture. So in celebration of pride, I just thought I would give you a little bit of information and historical context for the show we're going to put on tonight. Are you guys ready to get the show started? All right. Let's meet your contestants from Team Marvel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Joe Vitello. Please welcome Will Noy. And the captain of Team Marvel, Mike Payne. From their opponents, Team Manga, please welcome Joel Buxton. Sarah Ashby. And the captain of Team Manga, Peter Fraser. All right, guys, we're going to get started with the first section of the show. Can you guys move? We're going to get started with the first section of the show, which is a pop quiz, where I ask our panelists questions, and they give us hopefully the right answers, but probably not. All right, let's move on. Question number one, in Game of Thrones, what is the expected response to the phrase, Valar Morghulis, or all men must die? Sarah. Um, actually, not all men. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. That is true, but incorrect. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yes. Will. Uh, fine. How is your Margolis? Nice. Nice. I don't Peter. have any change. I just use debit. Nice, great. Uh, that is, yes. In my masturbatorium. Uh, I'm, I don't think I even understand that one. Uh, so we're going to move on. The correct answer is Valar Doheris, or All Men Must Serve. All right, moving on to the next question. First appearing in 1958, the Belgian comic series The Smurfs went on to international popularity with toys, cartoons, and live-action films. Here's a question for you guys. Why is the Smurfs' nemesis, Gargamel, trying so hard to catch them? Oh. Mike? Because they won't get off his goddamn lawn. <laughs> Incorrect. Joel? A quick game of Mario Party? Uh, yes, but no. 
go. Yes. He, he's just really lonely, dude. I mean, his only friend is a cat. <laughs> Joe. Boner pills? Like the Smurfs themselves are, are little blue pills? Is that what you're going for? Grinds them up to make boner pills? Grinds them up, grinds their bones to make his bread. No, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. The correct answer is, apparently, he boils them to make gold. I always thought he wanted to eat them, but there you go. Uh, moving on to the next question. In the video game The Elder Scrolls Skyrim, players activate powerful magic through the use of dragon shouts. The first of these, called Unrelenting Force, is activated by shouting what? Sarah. Leroy Jenkins! <laughs> yes, but no. Mike. By the power of Jesus! Sorry, the answer was Grace Skull. <laughs> Will. Where's your supervisor? <laughs> uh, only if they're older white ladies. Uh, any other any other responses? Joel. Um, hey, that Canada goose jacket is cruel. <laughs> only if you have the item red paint. Uh, so the answer <laughs> so the answer is uh, apparently Fusroda. But oh. it gives double damage if you do it like the evil priest in Temple of Doom. Fusroda! Fusroda! All right. <laughs> Moving on to the next question. In the Full Metal Alchemist series, alchemy follows the law of equivalent exchange, which states what? Yes, Sarah. <laughs> that was not you, sorry. I wasn't looking. Will and Sarah are easily confused. Uh, yes, Will. It's no take backsies. <laughs> That's oddly appropriate for that series, Sarah. Like, um, everyone in the workplace will be paid equally. Even, <laughs> even in fantasy environments, that's still not working out. Mike? We need to go back on the gold standard. Google Ron Paul. Yes, absolutely. Uh, $5 gets you fed at Arby's. Uh, yes, that's true. I'll give you the point for that. Uh, the law of equivalence exchange states that in order to obtain or create something, something of equal value must be lost or destroyed. All right, moving on to the next question. In the X-Men, what is the name of the school for mutants run by Professor X? Joel. The Xbox? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mike. Clone High? No. <laughs> Sarah. 90210. I think it might be Melrose Place. Uh, Peter. Uh, you haven't been abducted. Your parents just don't love you. School for the Arts. Uh, no, but that is where I went, and uh, you can see I'm using my degree very effectively right now. Uh, yes, whoever rang in will. Oh. <laughs> uh, it is the Westchester Montessori School. <laughs> that is correct. Thank you, Sarah. All right, uh, so the name of the school is actually Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters, for those of you who are fans of the X-Men. It's uh, Xavier. Well, okay. He's named after Francis Xavier, the like Jesuit missionary. Let's not get into this today. Point for me for historical reference. Next question. In the very popular TV series Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the 240-something-year-old vampire angel is doomed to lose his soul and turn evil again should he achieve a moment of pure happiness. 
What is it that finally sends him over the edge? Oh! He combines peanut butter and chocolate for the very first time. <laughs> oh, that would do it though. So, a TTC employee makes eye contact with him? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sarah. He finally achieves perfect bath temperature. Oh, I don't know if that's even possible for an immortal vampire, guys. Any other responses? All right, the correct answer is he uh, bones his 16-year-old girlfriend because, guys, has anybody in any, has any vampire in any vampire fiction ever in history had sex with someone over the age of 20? I'm just curious, and I'm thinking they may not have, Twilight. Okay, guys, we're gonna move on to the next portion of our evening. We're gonna meet our contestants. Aren't you curious to learn about all these fascinating people on stage? Yes, we're gonna meet Team Marvel. Yay for slides! Joe just like Captain America, received the Super Soldier Serum. As the professor explained to Steve Rogers, the serum amplifies everything that is inside, so good becomes great, and bad becomes worse. In Joe's case, Portuguese became extreme Portuguese. More hair on his back and more hours working on roofs. Joe, what was the first appearance of the character Loki in comics? Journey into Mystery 85, written by Stanley and drawn by Jack the King Kirby. Very good, that is correct. It is too bad that didn't happen during the quiz section. Quick follow-up question. When is your wife's birthday? Uh, April? It is December. All right. All of December. <laughs> Moving on. A product of lackluster genetic engineering, Will Noy possesses the strength of a regular man in the body of a dangerously overweight one, gaining powers from the combination of THC and dairy products. You can find him patrolling Kensington Market as his heroic alter ego, the Gas Giant. Will, what is the best cheese for crime-fighting purposes? Oh, that is an excellent question, all right? For straight-up melee combat, you want a sharp cheddar. There's no substitute. <laughs> Somebody takes a brick of that to the dome. They don't have any questions. For intimidation factor, though, you can't beat running at somebody screaming, uh, rubbing some brie into your bare chest. That usually diffuses whatever situation you come across. Uh, for me, that's four flight, but okay. Uh, Moving on, although he began same, his life. Same, same here. Same there. <laughs> well, we gotta get together. Although he began his life as the ward of a well-known despot in Latveria, Mike Payne quickly found out that his benefactor had no real interest in the good of little people the world round. Do you mean like the little people or like people who are little people? I mean midgets. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> As a result of this profound epiphany, Mike began a minor revolt, which was short-lived and nearly resulted in his doom. Mike fled from his home, this is very long, and enlisted in the fifth, as the fifth member of a famous foursome, who are not currently licensed by the Marvel movie franchise, his foster parents' arch-nemesis, who adopted him and accidentally granted him fantastic powers on their first voyage through space. So, Mike, after all of that, what is your superpower? It takes me a really long time to come. I got one. All right. <laughs> I think the three of us got a devil's, got a devil's triad coming up. All right, guys. Let us meet Team Manga. Joel Buxton was once a mild-mannered dog whisperer until he was bitten by a radioactive burger and became Burger Man able to clean out any Wendy's in a single Sunday afternoon. Joel, who would win in a fight, Thanos or Thanos' twin brother, Jamie the Egg Lover Martin? 
Ooh, that's tough because I got a lot of Jamie the Egg Lover Martin comic books, and he's powerful. He's a powerful character. Uh, Thanos had the Infinity Gauntlet. Jamie had the eggs. I gotta say, Jamie, the Jamie. Egg Lover. Check out Jamie the Egg Lover Martin comics published by Archie Comics. That's incorrect. It was actually his brother Starbuck, who's a sex machine. Starbuck's a sex machine? That's actually his brother, and he is. That's his main power. He fucks a lot. Is that Battlestar Galactica? What's no, happening? No, no, it's uh, actual Marvel. The Marvel. Yeah. That's Marvel? Yeah, that's well, who's the egg lover then? What have I been reading? <laughs> <laughs> that's Eggman from Sonic. Okay, okay. Yeah. Which is in fact an Archie publication. We've come around again. <laughs> right, right, right. Excellent. Okay, that's what I was reading. Okay. Excellent. Moving on. Senpai Sarah Ashby is known for dyeing her hair vibrant colors like slightly dirty blonde to claim the main character position in life. She's recently come off another Avatar The Last Airbender binge and hasn't seen the sun in four days. Sarah, if you could control an element, what would it be? Ooh, okay, yeah. So I just finished, so I did, what, before we were doing this and I wrote my thing, I did finish Avatar The Last Airbender. Then I watched Avatar The Legend of Korra, oh. uh, which is even darker and scarier, which is great. Because uh, I would just control what my uh, horoscope sign is, an air element. Uh, so I would love to control air, because one, it's fun and cool, like the way Aang uses it to like float around and have fun. But you could literally take the air out of someone's lungs in a terrifying manner, the way they did it in Korra, and fuck up children's lives forever. So... That was, that went way scarier than I think I meant it. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I just think it's cool, it's fun and scary like me. <laughs> I have a follow-up question for you since you just binged all of Avatar. So Zuko's totally like three miles into the closet, right? Like with the dad issues and the like, awkward marriage. I'm so in love with Zuko in every way. <laughs> like, yes. But I hope not. <laughs> and so does his wife. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Peter Fraser, captain of Team Manga. To some a villain, to some a hero. The thing is, some people are nuts. He's just a regular man. And if anyone sees some kind of comic book villain or hero, sees him as some kind of comic book villain or hero, they are totally insane bananas. Peter, you've recently taken up swordplay. Why do people call you <laughs> the master of swordplay? Uh, first of all, I'd just like to say, <clears throat> I don't understand a word that's been said uh, thus far. Um, the reason I've taken up swordplay is because play is fairly important for my developing mind. And swords are very cool and powerful. And I call myself the master just in case someone wants to engage in swordplay with me, that they'll think twice. I would just like to add to that, that Peter, I have seen you fight, and I think you fight like a dairy farmer. Again, not familiar with dairy. And well, no one has played Monkey Island. All right. All right. Thank you. Say that again for our... How appropriate. You find like a cow. Excellent. We'll have an insult sword battle later on today. All right. We're going to move on to the next portion of our evening. But I would just, before we do that, ask that you appreciate the logo for Team Manga, which is the first uh, collection of uh, shonen-made manga right there. So, moving on to the next section called What the Hell is This and What the Hell is This? We show our panelists a collection of weird and wonderful images, and it is their duty to tell us what the hell is this. So, let's look at our first image of the evening. Guys, what the hell is this? <laughs> Sarah. 
a very good parody of the Wayne's World product placement parody. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a little light arrow pointing to something in the screen there in case you guys missed it or weren't on the internet in the last three weeks. Oh. Joel. Uh, Daenerys' crock. <laughs> that, that, is, that is sort of where the arrow is pointing, correct. Uh, when, he, when you catch him with the guy, he tells you not to worry about <laughs> Yeah, well. Um, that's pointing. A lot of, see, a lot of people messed up and thought that this was a mistake. It's not. That's actually the cup that's used to hold uh, the testicles of the very many eunuchs on, on Westeros. That's that. That's your that's your uh, grande ball cup. Excellent. It's clearly the chalice of Starbucks. Just taking it back. <laughs> yeah, Peter. This is me after every show, and when someone's saying "good show, guys." Nice, nice. <laughs> Wait, All right. Follow, yeah, follow yeah, I'm <laughs> You guys just gonna laugh, or do you have a response? No. Uh, no, I have no. Yeah. Please share with the class. We were following up. <laughs> no, I just I thought he was talking about the two guys in the foreground, but he said he's Daenerys, okay. and that's everyone else congratulating each other for having a good show. Yeah, we thought he meant everyone. Yeah. Don't you just love how John's armor is made of cloth? Like that's gonna stop anything. Well, he already came back from the dead ones, right? True. Yeah. No spoilers for I think three seasons ago. Anybody else? So, okay, so in case you were not alive in the last three weeks, that is a Starbucks cup that was left in the scene by somebody working on Game of Thrones. But it is oddly appropriate because Daenerys is a 20-something white lady with blonde hair, so she just had to have her, uh, she just had to have her crap. <laughs> yeah, all right, let's move on, guys. What the hell is this? Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck? Sarah. Throw, throw, throw back to the All Call episode. Um, the introduction of the bussy. <laughs> since, literally, since literally nobody here was, was at the last episode, that uh, that reference is lost on many of us. Uh, this is a potential lawsuit because I wrote this fan fiction in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that's my ungrateful son eating dinner. <laughs> Who made dinner? I'm curious in that situation. It's just an anthropomorphic tapeworm, clearly. Yeah. Wow, that was. <laughs> That's okay, they can't all land, can they? Every, every show has a challenger. All right, let's uh, move on. But th so this is a scene from uh, the anime Silver Spoon, which is actually really great if you guys are interested. It's about a group of high schoolers in Hokkaido who will go to a special school for people who want to learn how to farm. And this character is distressed by chicken eggs because he learned that they come out of a cloaca, which is a mixture. Which you will all find in my fan It is an all-purpose. 2006. <laughs> this was all there. And the title of that fan fiction was, in fact, Cloaca and All-Purpose Hole. So... <laughs> is that true about the chickens? That is yeah, true about the chickens. Any bird. Any bird. Any bird. Or See dinosaurs. See you later. Girls' eggs come out of their bones? Uh, no, that works out of their... Uh, their dick vagina there's a front who holds in that oh, case yeah. all right let, let's move on to the next image guys what the hell is this <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> sarah 
My dad. Nice. Wesley Crusher before time travel. <laughs> it is Wesley Crusher. <laughs> yeah. This is the time um, Will Wheaton was on Reading Rainbow. <laughs> this is the reaction of millions of weebs when the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer came out. Oh man, don't even joke about that. That is too close to the heart. Anybody else? Sarah? Uh, this is how you die after you have sex. Don't have sex, kid. <laughs> I like that you think Wesley Crusher has ever had sex. <laughs> this is how, this is the pose you make if you want a thin person to have a double chin. That's... <laughs> <laughs> this is Wesley walking on Picard's holodeck program that he left on, finding his mother eating something from an anus. <laughs> uh, this is, go ahead. And it was an egg. <laughs> and it was an egg. I believe it's called a cloaca. <laughs> yes. So this is just Wesley saying, I want to fly the Enterprise. Uh, no, in, in fact, he is being stabbed through the stomach, which is, oh! I think, what we all want out of a Star Trek episode with Wesley Crusher in it. All right. Wow. Moving. Pressure that I is it. graphic. That is graphic. I didn't see Early that. 90s graphic. I didn't see that before. You didn't see that before. No, that is that is why I, I changed the image. All right, moving on. Moving on. Panelists, what the hell is this? Wow, wow. Dan on a Sunday. That is in fact me, yes. <laughs> Bianca Del Rio, season seven winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I have always been sort of freaked out by drag queens because of the clownishness of the makeup. Like, it triggers the same thing in me. I'm scared and a boner at the same time? Yeah, pretty much. That's the only way <laughs> I can do it. Yeah. Sarah, we got to get together. All right. This is, this is a, a sneak preview of Avengers 14, Ronald's in town. <laughs> Uh, me after letting my ex back into my life. <laughs> well, it is it is a picture of a person just full of bad decisions. <laughs> All right. This is, uh, I, I guess we're done. So this is indeed Thor, but also Ronald McDonald, the product of some future corporate merger, I guess. Uh, if Disney can have Star Wars, why can't McDonald's have Marvel? All right, moving on. Wait, here's a question I have about this guy. Yeah, okay, <laughs> Yes, please. Burger Man. Right. We got some branding here, right? Yeah, yes. the gauntlets, we got the M's. Is that a stack'em uh, box? Yes, it, it, <laughs> it is. A that is a stack'em box. That is a stack'em box. hammer. Is he implying that's the strongest burger uh, in, in the McDonald's universe? Uh, yes, or at least... Yeah. The one likely to do the most damage. Yeah, just the one that can ruin your body the hardest. <laughs> this guy's sick. All right. <laughs> All right. Moving on, guys. Can you tell me what the hell is this? <laughs> it's Peter. called being a good ally. <laughs> That's true. We support. We support bears. <laughs> Sarah. Uh, this is the future liberals want. <laughs> <laughs> it's an editorial about how my dad's met. Oh. Springtime in Hamilton. <laughs> that is a radical new approach to zookeeping. 
Oh. Care Bears reboot, baby. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's a reboot I would watch. Country Bears, where are they now? <laughs> does, does no one remember Country Bears? No. It's a live action. Unfortunately. <laughs> it's a bear. He was in a country band. He was a bear who was adopted. <laughs> uh, Barracine Bears of Porn Parody. <laughs> Gummy bears bouncing here and there and every. I want to keep going with you, man. I want to come in. I want to come in for the bridge. Anybody else? Oh, shit, wait. Yeah. Also, is that the Joker, a.k.a. Jolito's <laughs> the Joker? It does. Holy shit. It does. <laughs> It does look like She it. was his queen. What's that quote where it's like, he was the king and she was his queen? <laughs> <laughs> That's some Instagram inspiration right there. There's just more to look at the longer you look at this shit. Yeah. It's insane. That's a better Jared Leto than suicide. It, it's just reverse sexual assault, you know? <laughs> Wait. I just want to... Yes, it's different than what we normally do to bears. <laughs> I don't know about you. Uh, all right. So just so you guys know, if you are if you are ever in this kind of a situation, it is something you should you should disclose to your doctor. <laughs> I honestly have no idea what this is from, but I thought it was the I'll tell you this, another lawsuit. This is also fan fiction that I wrote in 2007. You can find it on Reddit. Excellent, excellent. Sarah. <laughs> Country Bears are now part two of the squeakles. <laughs> <laughs> This is when the school social worker believed every word I said. Oh no. <laughs> Alright. It's just another example of an excellent Kyoto Scuro. That's true. It is very artistically rendered. Alright, moving on. <laughs> Guys, what the hell is this? Besides the OTP. The fanfic that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the fanfic that I read. AKA my immortal. <laughs> <laughs> This guy looks a little bit like um, Nick Carter's little brother. Yeah, like Aaron Carter. <laughs> Aaron Carter. He looks a little bit like that party video he made. Speaking of other things I jerked off to in this era. Uh, <laughs> yes, so for those of you who don't know, this is Draco Malfoy and Harry Potter apparently getting married. Uh, Harry, Harry doesn't look like he's in possession of all of his senses right now. Yeah, no, he I'm questioning the application of consent in this situation. Also, but Draco's does, not. <laughs> no, I, I think he was very. He's like, oh, but we got it for the tax benefit. <laughs> <laughs> Who took whose name though? That's the real question. Everyone else's prom is like this, and mine was at some Italian hall. <laughs> I actually think my prom was exactly like this. I had Draco's haircut at the time. <laughs> I just want to know, like, I mean, look at the ass on Harry. It's like that picture oh of God, Trump this, playing golf. No, this is it would be just Chuck and Larry, but with Draco. And oh, is that what it is? That is what it is. That is what it is. Fifty points. Fifty points. Don't ever bring me on a show where there's obscure references. I'll know them all. All right. That's still a huge ass. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is. That's but a long Who was holding who in that picture? Does anyone remember? Was it Adam Sandler holding um, 
Um, King of Queens. Kevin James. Kevin. No, that can't be Kevin James. All right. We'll 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 figure this out later on. Very thick, if that's the case. He is very thick. That is. Okay, let's follow this. That is that would imply the leggings. What here? Like yes. Yeah, it's a huge ass booty. Sucked under. Okay, so the penis is like here. Yeah, it's a thumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this is just all out. That is that is some thick Gryffindor. That's Nikki. Where's the glowing guy? All right, all right, moving on, moving on. All right, panel. What the hell is this? That's clearly Tomb Raider. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> this is how Chewbacca goes out in episode nine. <laughs> Sarah? This is us realizing the last picture was a picture of one by now pronouncing Chuck. This is when the animals at Chuck E. Cheese are out of order. Oh. This was a baby of a bear and a man. <laughs> man bear baby? Man bear. Man baby. All right, so this is actually when Lara Croft discovers the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Can I do one really quick one? I know you just answered it. Please, please. Cousin it when he gets a haircut. That's very, that's very good. All right, moving on. Moving on, panelists. What the hell is this? <laughs> this, is, this is how Twitter sees itself. That is absolutely how Twitter sees itself. This is me having sex. <laughs> it clearly isn't easy being green. I, mean, uh, <laughs> I just want to stare at that. That's uh, that's not Hitler. That's actually Mario. And Getting some sweet, sweet revenge. Ah. Uh, can I just point out the sound effect is chalk? <laughs> <laughs> also, I believe I believe Raphael's closing his eyes while he punches Hitler. He's like, I don't know, having a, having a sexual time about it. Uh, so this is inexplicable. The, the closest thing that I can come up with is that Captain America turned into a Ninja Turtle. And we got this. So Joel's fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Cap Raphael, for saving us from the Nazis. Moving on, panel, what the hell is this? <laughs> That's a shot of Piccolo just not being ready to explore. <laughs> This excuse used to fly before the Me Too movement. <laughs> In the panel before this, uh, Goku had actually gone up to Piccolo and been like, so it's cool if I use the G word, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's good, that's good. <laughs> Goku can't believe that this is Piccolo at power level over 9,000. <laughs> All right, this is indeed uh, a Dragon Ball Z Harvey Weinstein crossover. So, really? Yeah. Uh, no, oh. it's not. Uh, from what I can tell, is just a panel from the anime. All right. <laughs> Moving on. What the hell is this? Dog marriage? 
Dog marriage walked so gay rat wedding could run. <laughs> I, love, I love that you actually belled in hesitantly. <laughs> I had to make sure you got the quote right. Uh, that's a tree trying to distract from a tree marriage. <laughs> it's just very unrealistic. I mean, there'd be lots of people at the dog marriage. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I honestly don't oh, yeah. remember what that is. It's this is. It's the egg zone. What? Oh, that's right. It was a mound of snow. Uh, so this is what Republicans thought was going to happen when we got gay marriage, uh, but in fact, it is a screenshot from Undertale, and there is in fact a dog marriage in this wonderful, beautiful game that you should all play. Moving on, panelists. What the hell is this? Uh, <laughs> are you allowed to have this picture again? <laughs> are we all in trouble? The preview of Big Mouth. <laughs> no, no, no one else is. Okay, right. Dan, do you like exclusively watch like schoolgirl anime? Like. I am a lot of schoolgirl. I am a giant Tomo. I think this is hentai. This is no. This is not hentai. This is a mainstream show. Yeah, just like everybody else, not bringing in the answer, just trying to help you, dude. Like, talk or something. I thought this was a Chuck and Larry deleted scene. (laughs) Teddy bear scene. No, Uh, this is in fact dog marriage, but. As it happens in Japan. Uh, This is a screen capture from, I think, the first or second episode of Hyper Dimension Neptunia, a mainstream show and video game series. The dog marriage Republicans want. (laughs) When you say mainstream, (laughs) do you mean like the first room of that store or the one... The, the, the public room of that underground video store. It's behind a beaded curtain, but let's move on. All right. What is this? Sarah. Uh, that's just hot. I don't know. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an example of a poster they sell at Honest Ed's now. Just the smoking hole that was Honest Ed's? Yes. Yes, okay. Honestly, I don't know where you got a picture of my old dance crew, but this is not cool. This is not cool. And it's not cool that you cut me out of the picture. Uh, uh, it's the long overdue reboot of Millie Vanilli. They're like a two-person pop group. It's, called, it's just Vanilla Vanilli, and it's really good. They, just, they go places that don't have a lot of sunlight, is what I'm saying. It really rebuts the argument that guns don't kill people. Because sometimes guns and random knives just kill people. Yeah, hot people kill people. That is true. Okay, so what this actually is, is the design for a body pillow <laughs> featuring the main antagonist of Danganronpa 2, Komaeda. All of those are weapons that are used in the game, and uh, the blood is hot pink as part of the uh, uh, visual style. I have a few other examples of body pillows featuring Kumaida, if you guys would like to see them. What does he do with, who does he kill in the game? Uh, he, well, it's a very complicated story, but he eventually tries to blow everybody up, and there's a whole major twist and everything else. Uh, so here's Kumaida covered in the rest of the cast's underwear, 
And we know this because all of the casts have specific underwear designs that you unlock by finishing their stories. Guys, this is a great game. And uh, well, here's just a slightly sexier version of the body pillow in case you weren't aware by now of Joel, yes? I just want to point this out. Um, the front of his body looks like a butt. Can we see this? Sure. That's a butt. Okay. That is not a butt. That is the front. He's got a front. Uh, the butt butt. Is I'm on the other side. In case, in case you didn't know. And he's got no crack. There's a lot there of is, anatomy there, problems. There he is. That's just a, that's just a projector issue. Well, believe me. Because this is this is the wallpaper on my computer. It's like with your friend. It's like this is normal, right? <laughs> it's okay to be attracted to this. It's just you find more pictures of something and you're like, <laughs> no. I don't know, man. <laughs> this is why no, you knock you before you walk into your 13 year old's. Room. Yeah, in case anybody was unaware of what body pillows are for, this oh. is pretty much how they work. What, what the fuck? <laughs> Again, man, just ringing in to tell you, Toronto's a city full of therapists. Like, we can really get this addressed. How do you have... Okay. Yeah! Yeah, we all see this, it. Mike, what is the disembodied vagina doing strapped to that anime lady, okay? Is it a vagina? Don't we? Don't we all know? Every time oh I have sex. All right. All right. Let me take a better look. I'm gonna. Let's see. I think it's a dick. The end of a penis. It well, is not. No, that is not it the is end not. of a penis. It is it's not. Bum. All right. Thank you, panel. And that was what the hell is this? We're gonna move on to another pop quiz. All right. Everybody ready? First question. In the recent anime that just finished airing, The Promise Neverland. Child geniuses are raised in secluded orphanages until they reach the age of 12. What is the reason for this practice? Hmm. Their parents are dead. <laughs> <laughs> so they wouldn't make you make a freaky fuck pillow like we just <laughs> I think it is so charming you think that there aren't body pillows of these characters. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Mike. I'm pretty sure this is just, this is just how Japan trains its army of child detectives. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? They start getting horny and they got to go uh, get out of there. Uh, that is also true. The answer is, in fact, uh, the uh, it is to feed their delicious genius brains to demons that secretly run the world. It's a great show, guys. I highly advise watching it. It's on Crunchyroll. Next question. In the animated series, Steven Universe, powerful gems from space, confused together to create a stronger warrior by performing what action? Sarah. Creating a joint bank banking account. <laughs> <laughs> no. Jumping jacks over a bonfire. I'm not even sure how that would work. Uh, walking past the self-checkout to a human cashier. That is something we should all do. The, the classic uh, one of these. <laughs> hey, uh... <laughs> so, all gems in this universe are female, but yes. <laughs> uh, doing the trust fall. <laughs> uh, so the answer is that uh, two gems must accidentally get handcuffed together, resolve their differences, and eventually come to appreciate the other's perspective. Just kidding, they have to dance, which is clearly a metaphor for lesbian sex. Finally, moving on to Spider-Man. As Peter Parker's Uncle Ben once said to the future Spider-Man, with great power comes great what? Jeff? Abs? Well, yes, Abdominal but... muscle. Yes. Abs. Yes. Utility bills. 
<laughs> and that's why we're fighting the carbon tax. <laughs> you can help out. Anal body pillows. <laughs> Indigestion. Uh, networking opportunities. <laughs> also too. Uh, in fact, the answer is rice. Because it is Uncle Dan. Oh. Oh. No, with great power becomes with great power comes great responsibility. All right. Speaking of Spider-Man, what group of supervillains is always going after Spidey? Big Pharma. <laughs> the Proud Boys. Oh. Clone High. <laughs> Cabinet. Well, the answer is, in fact, the Sinister Six, so that's close enough. I'll give the point to Sarah. Moving on, in the Japanese light novel, Welcome to the NHK, and its adaptations, the main character is convinced that the Japanese broadcaster, NHK, is involved in a massive conspiracy. What is the goal of this conspiracy? Sarah. Uh, to replace measles with autism. <laughs> Uh, world domination by a hyper-intelligent race of space cats. That is a different series, but yes. To rid the world of anal body pillows. <laughs> uh, Disney to own every fucking company. <laughs> Anybody else? Alright, so the answer is that the NHK is secretly turning geeks and outcasts into reclusive shut-ins with thousands of hours of popular entertainment, which may or may not be true in the real world. Moving on. Guys, what planet did the Thundercats originally come from? Peter. I just want to point out that it's rude to ask that now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pandora. That is the wrong series. I think it was like, um, like a shit version of Earth with no power. <laughs> Tatooine. Also not Tatooine. Anybody else? Tattooing. No, that is not no a thing. So we're going to move on. The answer. Pantene. Pantene. But not Pro-V. All right. Uh, the answer is, in fact, Thundera, the furry homeworld. All right, guys. The furry homeworld. All right, we're going to move on to the next portion of our evening. Not bloody likely and not bloody likely our panelists get a prompt and they give us a little example of something that would happen in a very unlikely scenario. All right, here we go. Our first prompt, which you may or may not be able to see with everybody standing up, is rejected Mario tie-in game pitches. Life happens before the Yoshi egg hatches. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with just being a regular plumber. <laughs> Mario Kart Grocery Edition. <laughs> Gorilla Fighter Mario. <laughs> Koopa Troopa Poopa Scoopa. <laughs> Care and maintenance of your pet turtle brought to you by Pet Value. <laughs> What's the deal with all the mushrooms? <laughs> the uh, Chomp Chain Whisperer. Oh. Waluigi Sex Simulator? <laughs> oh. All right. 
Alright, moving on. <laughs> moving on, guys. Unlikely winners of the Game of Thrones, but still better than Bran. Sorry, spoilers. Starbucks. <laughs> People of Westeros, bow before your new king. The qualified lady candidate. <laughs> Hodor. Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. Hodor. Ed Sheeran from his one cameo appearance. <laughs> the California Raisins, because what can't they do? <laughs> one of those uh, Dothraki losers. Theon Greyjoy's severed penis. It's just sitting there in the Starbucks cup. Johnny and Marie, TV's first mainstream brother and sister relationship. Love. <laughs> they fucked each other, Johnny and Marie, all the time. Because Game of Thrones needs more incest. It's not enough. <laughs> all right, moving on. Inappropriate Magic the Gathering cards. Can I speak to the manager, please? Cap all your white mana until you get what you want. <laughs> AKA the white privilege card. Uh, Garuk Stash. Type three green mana and force everyone under the age of 20 to smoke marijuana. <laughs> uh, Mother's Pudding. Uh, tap for five blue mana and eat you know, that fucking pudding right now. <laughs> The Depressed in the Basement card. Eat all of the muffin mix. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, moving on to our next unlikely situation. Unlikely superhero origin stories. So there I am, trying to break into this orphanage, and a fucking lightning bolt hits me, and now I'm just able to make kids' parents disappear. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> This kid found himself in line first for Avengers and became super important for five seconds. <laughs> his father's a bear, his mother's the Joker. Check out the newest bang on Crunchyroll. Too much bear sex. So this kid grew up in a super stable home with both parents, both sets of grandparents, everything very well laid out for them forever. <laughs> Every superhero experience lost in their life, guys. But he just didn't want to be an engineer. So uh, I went with my gay dads to Newfoundland, and uh, I fell in the ocean, and I got, uh, I got bitten by a shark, and then I got out, and I could fly, but only in Newfoundland. So what's the fucking point? A <laughs> uh, mid-90s rapper gets magic shoes that talk to him. Uh, one of them is a coward and one of them is sassy, and he's called Hammer Man. <laughs> Small town boy grows up in a wheelchair, but finds out he really can walk, is now a rapper and assistant coach of the Toronto Raptors. Raised in a prestigious academy with only his sister, where every course is taught by his mother, he now tells women what to do with their body. <laughs> All right. 
Moving on, terrible Scooby-Doo monsters. Uh, I totally could have gone away with running this illegal marijuana business too if it weren't for the meddling government. <laughs> the wiggling curtain that everyone's afraid of, but it's really just Shaggy hanging, hanging out behind it. <laughs> and they would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you darn kids. All right. <laughs> What does it say? Lame fighting game backstories. <laughs> They're all lame. <laughs> they are. When his brother died of a coronary and diabetes at the same time, his 24 other brothers all agreed F Honda had to enter this fighting tournament. <laughs> <laughs> A helicopter pilot was going over Amazonia and went down! Big ball of fire! Turned out that he was green afterwards with red hair and all he knows how to do is go It's Blanca. <laughs> I thought he was just Brazilian and that was his whole backstory. Jeff Bezos gathers up all his uh, Amazon employees and makes them fight to the death in Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just touch his car, bro? <laughs> Did you just touch his car, bro? Did you? Yo, bro, he just touched your car. I dare you to press start. <laughs> Spending his whole life being brought up as a tennis bro, one misplaced racket caused him to forget it all and join the Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you ever just get sick of your kids? <laughs> your kids are at home, and you're just standing there, and they're just saying stupid shit to you? So you just gotta keep squeezing their necks and just squeezing their fucking necks and squeezing their fucking necks. Alright, we're gonna cut you off right there. Thanks everybody. We're gonna move on to our final pop quiz section. Alright, are you guys ready for our first question? In the animated series Adventure Time, Finn the Human obtains an ancient book with codes of conduct, guidelines, and other helpful information for heroes. What is it called? The Necronomicon. <laughs> Twelve Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. <laughs> uh, helpful information. Quantum Verata Necktie. That is the same joke twice. Thank you. <laughs> um, chicken soup for the dystopian soul. <laughs> Lord of the Flies? No. <laughs> All right, excellent. Uh, how to Win Friends and Influence People, third edition. <laughs> Suckleberry Finn. All right. He's just not that into you. That's true. Is it the Dungeon Master's Guide? It's the Dungeon Master's Guide. It is not the Dungeon Master's Guide. Buckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buckleberry Finn. Uh, do, you want, do you want to finish that? Or? <laughs> I think you know what we're Buckleberry Finn? Buckleberry Finn. Buckleberry Finn. Wow. Does it still have an N-word gym in it? Yeah. This is another one of Joel's fan fictions from the late 90s. <laughs> Uh, no, the answer is the Enchiridion, but uh, not the version by Epictetus, presumably. Point to me for a classical literature reference. What was the name of the Oxford Literary Society that included C.S. Lewis, J.R.R. Tolkien, Roger Lancelin Green among its members? Uh, Trenchcoat Mafia. <laughs> the LGBTQ plus community. The cuties. <laughs> Anybody else? 
<laughs> all right, the answer is the Inklings. But they were all cuties, so so we can we can go with that. All right, Scooby-Doo, although a dog, is a world-famous scaredy cat. What is, in fact, the one thing that gives Scooby-Doo courage? Anonymous YouTube commenting. <laughs> Eating spinach out of uh, Scrappy's at anus. A needle of adrenaline straight through the heart. That is not true, but wouldn't you want to see like the Tarantino version of Scooby-Doo? Wouldn't that be amazing? Like, I'd have gotten away with it too if not for these badass motherfuckers. He's the only dog that knows that life is meaningless and worthless. <laughs> By humping assholes on body pillows. You guys were really shocked by these body pillows. The answer is Scooby Snacks! Moving on! The children's animated show Arthur has recently caused controversy, and the offending episode has even been banned from airing in some U.S. markets. What pushed affiliates over the edge? Sarah. They uh, took a note from Game of Thrones, and Arthur and D.W.'s relationship just got really fucking weird. <laughs> Francine and Muffy go to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> Arthur just stands up and makes an impassioned speech in defense of themselves. <laughs> Anybody else? No, okay, so Arthur's teacher, Mr. Ratburn, got gay married to an aardvark. Speaking of animation controversies, in 1997, an episode of the Pokemon anime caused a huge controversy, eventually getting pulled from the air over concerns for children's safety. What about this episode caused such an uproar? Uh, Volpac slid his own wrists, and while he was bleeding out, he told kids it was cool. Uh, is that the one where Brock aggressively dry humped Nurse Joy? No, this is the animated version, not the live action DVDs. Oh. So there's like two. There's one where James dresses as a girl in a bikini, and he gets these huge old fake old big old titties. <laughs> and it was banned from airing because people got too confused. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was the episode where uh, Snorlax takes the batteries out of the carbon monoxide detector <laughs> and puts them into a Game Boy and says, Shh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Jigglypuff puts everyone to sleep. Now, the answer is that apparently the flashing animation <coughs> caused. Seizures Seizure. in children, but actually it was the Pikachu got gay married to an aardvark. <laughs> All right, last question of the round. At the end of the first disc of Final Fantasy VII, party member and erstwhile flower girl, Aerith, is killed by the big bad, Zephyroth. How do you bring Aerith back from the dead? You pull that disc out of the PlayStation, you wipe it on your shirt, and you stick it back in. No. Have you explained the entire backstory of Final Fantasy to your dad without him asking you for rent? <laughs> Something like this happened at my wedding. <laughs> and you can't bring a flower girl back. <laughs> the wedding was ruined. <laughs> Anybody else? Okay, I've got the true answer for you guys. And pay attention because this is important. 
You have to win 99 chocobo races, equip the revive materia on all of your party members, and then offer a blood sacrifice to the open disc cover of your PlayStation. I'm 100% certain it's true. It totally works. My cousin's friend's neighbor absolutely did it in 1998. I swear. All right. Moving on to our last portion of the evening, guys. It's time for Debate Club. Are you excited? In Debate Club, our panelists argue three very, very important controversies in nerd culture, and you, the audience, get to decide who wins. So our first debate, be it resolved, Batman could totally take Superman in a fight, and arguing in favor of the proposition is Peter Fraser, and arguing against the proposition is Joe Botello. So, Peter Fraser, you get to go first as pro. You have one minute. Yes, sure. I've prepared a fantastic debate for you today. Uh, my first note just says Superman. <laughs> um, one thing I'd like to draw your attention to, first of all, is that Superman's arch nemesis looks like I do if I fully embrace my baldness. <laughs> and you're telling me that uh, Batman couldn't fight Superman? Here's a hint on how to fight Superman. Uh, it's, it's the name of his planet. <laughs> That's how used, used to uh, the Kryptonians were to getting their asses handed to them, is that they named their planet after the only thing which can defeat them. Um, yeah, and if he truly is the Man of Steel, what about a little bit of jet fuel? <laughs> All it takes is some box cutters and a weekend of flight lessons. And you too could bring Superman to his knees. It's very simple. Ten seconds. A cocktail of kryptonite. Here's a smartphone for you. It's brand new. It has kryptonite in it. Oh, read the newspaper. It's got kryptonite. Kryptonite dust. He's a failed journalist, this Superman. Did you know that? Have you read his blog? <laughs> All right. Joe, arguing against the proposition. Yeah. Pro-Superman. Take it away. I mean, you have one minute. All right. As Superman, take one second, he's super fast. As Clark Kent, he, he doesn't even need to be Superman. He just has to write an expose of all the villains that Batman has fucked. He's literally <laughs> fucked everyone he put in jail. I mean, I can't believe he's fucked Catwoman. He's fucked uh, Joker. That's that's the real, that's from, oh, you guys don't real, you guys didn't read Joe Buxton's uh, <laughs> um, Pretty much fucked. You didn't read Batman Ninja? That's also where they fought. No, it's so, it, there's no way Batman could ever beat Superman. That's not even, that, uh, you can't even, come on, super fast. He could go back in time. He could, he could just, you know. He could what? Kill him. He could just kill him. <laughs> just kill him, but he, but he doesn't. But he does. He could kill him. He could kill him. That's all. I, I can't, there's no argument. They're just, it's very simple. Superman Five seconds. All right, uh, Superman's really fast, and he can fly. You can pick him up and throw him, or you can turn back time and let Joe Chill uh, uh, kill all three of them. All right, Peter Fraser, you have 30 seconds to respond. Here's maybe the most important reason why Batman would never lose to Superman. He's a billionaire. <laughs> Billionaires can't be punished in our society. Billionaires cannot be touched. Have you ever heard of a billionaire being killed Besides Barry and Honey Sherman, in that uh, mansion just outside of town. Ten you know seconds. I mean? Other than them, no billionaire has ever been killed, and I would not suspect that Batman would be the first. All right. 
Joe, you have the last word. Thirty seconds. Oh, yeah. Uh, S Superman is just—he's the first superhero. All right. All right, audience. It's up to you to decide. Do you think Peter Fraser is correct that Batman could totally take Superman in a fight? Please applaud. And those of you who think Joe Batello is right that Superman would win. Oh. All right, Peter wins this round. Congratulations. Moving on to our next topic. Be it resolved, Picard is the best Star Trek captain. Arguing in favor of this proposition is Will Noy. Will, you have one minute. All right, I'm not even going to need all this. First of all, not if you've seen Star Trek. Or I'm like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so you already know what we're dealing with with Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise D and E and hopefully F2. I don't care. The dude's the bomb. Like, who else do you got to compare him to? First of all, bald as fuck. Y'all should appreciate that shit, right? <laughs> Smooth as well, okay? Like, this guy, he's not unwinding by drinking. He's not unwinding by screwing whatever alien he can get. This dude just rolls up to his apartment, says, T, Earl Grey, hot, and fucks off to read Moby Dick. That's the dude you want, exploring the stars. Like, who else are you going to compare him to? Kirk? Come on, dude. Like... Why is this guy going on every away mission himself? Ten seconds. All I gotta say is Kirk can have all the double leg drop kicks he want. <laughs> Captain Picard went to the Borg and was such a good Starfleet officer, he came back. I rest my case. All right. Yeah! Arguing against the proposition that Picard is the best Star Trek captain, Joel Buxton. <laughs> Joel, you have one minute starting now. Right. Listen, what are Picard's hobbies, right? He goes, uh, he has his own saddle. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. He almost died and he's like, I gotta make sure my saddle's okay. Um, he, he goes into the holodeck and he just hangs out with Data. Like, his best friend's a robot. Uh, what about Janeway? While Picard's busy, basically getting killed by the Borg and being made to be their leader, which is insane. Like, that's the biggest cuckold I've ever seen uh, for Starfleet. They're just like, that's our guy. You just made him our enemy. Janeway just was like, I'll have a Borg as one of my people. Do you know what I mean? I order the Borg around on my ship, and I don't go to weird planets and not fuck, because that's what Picard <laughs> does. He always goes on vacation and doesn't fuck. Um, so, I mean, that alone, he's the worst captain. I think Cisco fucks more than him. Cisco's a widower. <laughs> Ten seconds. Okay, all right. Will, you have 30 seconds to respond. Okay, I'm going to respond in reverse order. First of all, Picard doesn't fuck. Ha! He just goes back to France to do that shit. He's not gonna risk it all in some strange Venusian chick. Like, what's that all about? No, no, no. His hobbies, no, wait, what did you say before that? Janeway. That's who you wanna say, Janeway. I don't know if you are into Star Trek or not, but let me tell you what Janeway did, okay? She had two of her crew members. Ten seconds. They fused together into one crew member with a new life, a new idea. Told her that she didn't wanna die, and she just killed it anyway by splitting them apart. Picard would never do that shit. Thank you. All right. Joel, you have last word, 30 seconds. 
I think you just killed your own argument by telling us Picard's French. I mean, <laughs> I mean that doesn't make me like him more, uh, and that doesn't make me think his fucking is more clean. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> and Janeway does whatever she wants. She's a badass modern woman, and if you don't vote for me, you're a misogynist. Thank you very much. All right, thank you very much, Joe Buxton. All right, audience, it is up to you to decide. Do you think that... Do you agree with Will Noy that Picard is the best Star Trek captain? And who agrees with Joel Buxton that Picard is not the best Star Trek captain? Oh my god, is it a tie? Is it a tie? I'm going to flip the coin, and because I'm a Picard fan, I'm going to declare Picard, Team Picard, the winner of this debate. Like get rid of my vote, so it's like the man and the man. Oh, yeah. oh. oh. we got a misogynist! Oh. All right, all right, Janeway wins! <laughs> That's a very Janeway move. Uh, my manager's outside, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll work with that. All right, moving on to our last, <laughs> our last debate question of the evening. Be it resolved, Pokemon must be liberated from their lives of servitude Arguing in favor of the position is Sarah Ashby. Sarah, you have one minute starting now. <laughs> uh, so I'm here to prove that Pokemon should be free from their uh, life of servitude. Sorry, I had to raise up here. Um, so we all know that Pokemon have special talents. Some of them healing. Some of them learn HMs or hidden moves. Uh, for those who aren't as privy to Pokemon knowledge. <laughs> they can cut trees, move boulders, ride waterfalls, and more. However... Are these Pokemon being paid for their services? We know that Pokemon can communicate with humans and each other, making them sentient beings like humans, so why are they not being treated as such? Why shouldn't a Chansey get a nurse's wage, or a Squirtle Squad get their own fire station to operate from? <laughs> they are clearly more advanced than humans, and did so by only using their names to communicate with one another, excluding Meowth, who is a product of capitalism. <laughs> I'm just saying, guys, if we really want to prove Five that seconds. Pokemon should be free, we should be able to at least give them the same privileges as humans do in their world. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Arguing against the position. Mike Payne. Mike, you have one minute starting now. First of all, I thought I was voting or arguing for them. So I'm a little bit unprepared right now. I'm not serious. <laughs> Again, ladies and gentlemen, another callback to last time, the last time. <laughs> which no one saw. Well, oh, we saw I it. Was it. We were, we were <laughs> you know what? It's not slavery, honestly. I don't think it's fair, and I don't think it's very socially conscious to compare a cartoon to black people. I just I don't think that that's fair at all to anyone, really, especially the Japanese. Okay. <laughs> but in all reality, guys, it's not slavery. It's cockfighting. Like that, that's what it is. You got some little animals that go, pizza, pizza, because they fucking love being there. And you just throw them out into battle against one another, and you win. And you win real money. Fucking all about the money, baby. Isn't that just life, though? <laughs> well, isn't, isn't that just how we live our motherfucking lives now? Ten seconds. Yeah. Are there ten seconds left of this? That's good. <laughs> All right, I'm going to you off there. It's talking All right, thank you, Mike. Sarah, you have 30 seconds to respond. Uh, 
In conclusion, if Pokemon can exist by only eating berries and Pokemon food, and without fighting and killing each other, much like cannibalism would be, the same way humans operate, uh, then we should treat them the same and not be their trainers or masters. Um, I, again, like Mike said, I think it's crazy to think Pokemon do want to fight, but if they do, it's strange they're not fighting in the wild constantly. Considering the fact every time you travel, you never experience a Pokemon battle, it's someone coming at a human. <laughs> All right, thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Mike, you have last word. Have you guys ever seen Pokemon? <laughs> they haven't. Yep. You have. How old are you? 29. 29. So you actually watched it when it aired, probably, right? Yeah. So you're a loser, and they're real people. That's all I'm saying right now. Just so you know, it is cockfighting, because it's little animals fighting each other. It's not fucking slavery. No one's picking any cotton. That's all I'm saying. Simple as that. All right, thank you, Mike. Can we switch teams halfway through the day? Can we be manga now? <laughs> Although, to be fair, I believe that, like the Flintstones, there are Pokemon who, like, work in the society yeah. using their powers to make machines go and things like that. Anyway, audience, it's up to you to decide. Do you agree with Sarah that the Pokemon should be liberated from their lives of cockfighting and servitude? Or do you agree with Mike that it's just fine? They don't care. They don't care. All right. We're going to declare free the Pokemon tonight. All right, guys. That's our show tonight. And so I'm going to tell you right now that the winner of tonight's battle of wit and wisdom is Team Manga. Congratulations, Team Manga. Thank you guys for coming out tonight to Comedy Bar. Oh, yes. Thank you. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are Anne Scotch Egg. We're here every month or two, usually. So check us out. And please come back. Thank you very much.